ओमजे बेखाजे महाम बेखाजे रंजा समू गे सोहाम ओम बेखाजे बेखाजे महाम बेखाजे रंजा समू गे सोहा This is Francis and today I'm pleased to introduce Tinley Gyatso who's a doctoral candidate in Buddhist studies at the University of Ta- Toronto. Tinley did an MA at JNU in New Delhi and he also taught at the Central University of Tibetan Studies in Varanasi before coming to Toronto. In this footnotes episode Tinley talks about his research on the use of mantras as part of Tibetan medical practice. As one of the world's most prolific scholastic medical traditions Medical texts in Tibetan language can be found as early as the 9th century. And Tinley's looked at some of the earliest examples of mantras being described as healing tools in these Tibetan medical texts. He also talks about some conversations he's had with Tibetan medical doctors now living in Toronto and how they've used mantra recitation as part of their practice. Tinley describes mantra recitation as a form of speech therapy or sound therapy. And he also emphasizes the fact that recitation is really a type of breathing practice. In some cases, mantra can be recited silently in the mind, producing a positive feeling or energy in the mind and body. Many Buddhist healers also talk about the therapeutic experience of hearing a mantra. As you're about to hear, Tinley's research really brings forth the multidimensional impact that mantras can have in Buddhist practices of healing. My name is Tilen and currently I am pursuing a doctoral degree at the Department for the Study of Religion at University of Toronto. In my research, I am interested in Tibetan Buddhist styles of interpretation, medieval commentarial practices and ethnicity in Himalayan regions. I grew up in a society where ritual healing is believed to be an act of spiritual possession rather than mere physical treatment. In this context, many forms of therapy that come from a modern medical substance are considered fruitless. The most vivid memory ever I can recall from my childhood is when I would hear our elders say, "Better to recite a mantra than to see a bad doctor." This episode will look at the Buddhist perspective on healing. Generally speaking, Tibetan Buddhist medical healing practices have developed from Buddhist practices as well as from ancient native non-Buddhist religious practices known as Pun. In this episode, I will focus on the interaction of Buddhist canonical texts and ritual aspect of healing, and I will examine two mantras as examples of such interactions. Within today's Buddhist communities across Himalaya regions, both textual materials and ritual practices essentially believe the Buddha to be a so-called master of all medicines. Recent scholarship on healing practices indicate that ritual healing was transmitted throughout Tibet and other part of Himalaya regions by 
Tibetan physicians and Buddhist masters starting in the 9th century. These practices were then gradually transmitted to Himalayan Buddhist communities from the 12th century onward. This podcast episode will discuss one of the Buddha's mantras on medicine. The mantra has been taken from a Tibetan canonical text that is part of the collection of texts known in Tibetan as Kanjur. I'd like to talk about how mantras shape modern Tibetan healing practices. Some of the questions I am interested include How firmly are these ritual mantras established in Tibetan medical texts? How do mantras play essential roles in healing practices? By discussing our current understanding of Tibetan medical treatment from a textual perspective, this episode will trace the historical development of mantras and their role in the healing process. Ritual healing practices such as recitation of mantras are as old as the Buddha's teaching themselves, stretching back thousands of years. Specific mantras such as Medicine Buddha Mantra were canonized in Buddhist texts in India. Later, they were transmitted to different cultural contexts when Buddhism spread throughout Asia. And gradually, those mantras were localized in various languages such as Chinese, Japanese, and Tibetan. There's also strong evidence that Mantras were developed further after different cultural and doctrinal interactions between Buddhism and native religious practices. In Tibetan medical practice, the fundamental medical treaty is known in Tibetan as Jushi or the Four Tantras. Treatment using mantra is an important part of medical theory and practice in this medical treaty. The origin of this text, the Four Tantra, is controversial, but most scholarship date is to the 12th century. Some leading scholars, however, such as Samten Kami, argued that medical texts, including Four Tantras, were prevalent much earlier and were based on native Tibetan practices. Regardless of its origin, the Four Tantras, with its 156 chapters, and 5,900 verses is the most influential Tibetan medical text to this day and its instructions including its mantras are still memorized as an integral part of medical training for the Tibetan doctors. The four tantras talk about medical treatment based on diet, lifestyle, medication, and external therapies. There is substantial evidence that some medical texts and mantras practiced in Tibetan medical systems are drawn from Buddhist canonical texts in addition to coming from the four tantras. For instance, the mantra of the medicine Buddha is closely connected to another important canonical text known as the Seven Buddhas of Noble Mahayana Sutra. The texts of seven Buddhas were translated in Tibetan by early 9th century. Let me say a bit more about texts of the seven Buddhas and its application in healing practices. The text of the seven Buddhas is a Buddhist medical text that promotes the use of various mantras to treat a wide variety of sicknesses. It also talks about using its mantras to treat external and bodily diseases such as epidemics as well as spiritual obscurations such as demons and spirit that may cause disease. The text is repeated across commentary literature in Tibetan such as in the seven successive Buddhas, Sanji Raddum, 
The text describes the details of various diseases and method of healing them. For an instance, it emphasizes the importance of paying homage to the Bodhisattva and Three Jewels, which include the Buddha, the teachings, and spiritual community. So in other words, to treat a headache or even an illness such as leprosy, the text suggests offering flowers to the Buddha and reciting the mantra 1,008 times in front of an image of the Buddha. According to the text, a sick man should recite the mantra to recover from physical illnesses such as headache while placing a flower before an image of the Buddha. Such recitation of mantra can be used in any other form of ritual. I'd like to read the mantra of the seven Buddhas first in Tibetan, and then I'd like to talk a little more about the meaning of these mantras. Namo Buddhaya, Namo Dharmaya, Namo Sangaya, Tiyatha, Om Hala Hala Hili Hilaya, Namo Jaga Namacha Naya Namo Namaswaha. The mantra begins with paying homage to the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. The repeated recitation calls for a dispelling of all diseases. The Buddha is considered fully awakened one, and therefore one who is capable of healing. Other widely practices mantras such as the Medicine Buddha are also read in the same way. Now let me turn to the another important mantra known as the Menla in Tibetan or the Medicine Buddha. The Medicine Buddha appears in many texts and many Buddhist traditions. The mantra of the Medicine Buddha read as Tiyatha Om Bekhanze Bekhanze Maham Bekhanze Ranza Samungate Soha Tiyatha Om Bekhanze Bekhanze Maham Bekhanze Ranza Samungate Soha This medicine Buddha recitation aims to enable both mental and spiritual goals. It focuses on taming the mind with compassion. The mantra begins with a call to eliminate physical suffering and the purification of mental burdens caused by negative thought and karmic consequences. It also calls for the elimination of all the true causes of suffering within the mind. Generally speaking, the Medicine Buddha mantra emphasizes a holistic approach. It focuses on the elimination of bodily suffering and also gradual path to spiritual alignment. From a Tibetan Buddhist perspective, reciting the mantras repeatedly leaves imprint on our mind so we can actualize the path offered in the mantra. In this context, recitation is an emanation of ourself. When the mantra emanates from our body, anyone's suffering can be illuminated and become fully awake. Now I'd like to say 
a little bit about how mantra is understood in people's daily life. I talked with a retired Tibetan medical doctor now living in Toronto who has more than 35 years of experience studying and practicing traditional medicine. Throughout his professional life, recitation of mantra was one of his main forms of treatment. He believes that recitation of mantras can help healing illness better than many substances. And he said that the recitation of medicine Buddha mantra is also a path to spiritual preservation. According to him, this mantra is considered the highest form of healing. From a Buddhist practitioner's perspective, mantra recitation is speech therapy. It works to bridge the gap between mind and body. Literally, man implies mind and thra implies protection. When the body and mind are inconsistent or imbalanced, speech or sound mediate and balance it. A mantra is also a form of breathing. In Tibetan medical texts, breathing is energy and every action is breathing and balancing. In terms of meditation, silence can also involve a mantra. In other words, in this case, a mantra is a form of praise, which create harmony and produce positive energy. It is the pure energy of sound. In Tibetan medical healing, it is believed that while a disease is present in our body or the environment, it is caused by subtle energetic imbalance and disturbance. Recitation of mantra is seen as the energy of sound, which is a remedy for imbalance and which can identify a root cause and treat it. Reciting and receiving mantra, known as sound transmission, also involves hearing and experiencing mantra, and experiencing a mantra is also a form of healing. The existence of spiritual imbalance and physical and evil narrative play an essential role in Tibetan medical practice. Doctors have used drugs, ritual method, and recitation of mantras as therapies. Mantras have been a powerful means of treatment, and they have also been used to strengthen or empower medical substance to improve their efficacy. In this way, the effectiveness of a particular substance is impacted by an ongoing interaction between mantras and medicine. This leads to a question of how mantra is read or recited. The repeated mode of recitation mantra is usually understood as a means of producing sound energy, but not as reading a text. And such an act of recitation does not require a physical text or textual object. Texts such as the seven Buddhas or the medicine Buddhas are called upon only if it is necessary and are used symbolically rather than as a medium of communication. Some scholars might see this as mere act of spiritual reverence. However, this is an ongoing interaction between the Buddha and his teaching on the realization of suffering.